Hello, StorySide Church. I am so honored to be speaking to you today about ready or not. Let's say that together today. Ready or not. I've heard it said that if your wife says she will be ready in five minutes, don't remind her every 15 minutes. It's okay. It's okay. As a young family, um, we have two daughters. We have a seven-year-old. Isley Ann, and we have a two-year-old, Ella May. And every morning to get ready is a struggle. They come down, their hair looks like a tornado ran through it. I'm always asking Whitney, where's the comb? We can never find a comb. If any of you have a young family, you understand that struggle. You can never find a comb when you need it. But I'm always asking in those moments, are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? And sometimes we're not ready when we want to be, but that's the struggle of having a young family. But I want to talk to you today about ready or not. And we pick up the scripture in John chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 2. It says this, Inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. Notice that, 38 years. And when Jesus saw him, he knew he had been ill for a long time. He asked him, would you like to get well? That is a key question as we study this today. Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. I'm going to say that again. Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping bag and began walking. How many of us today would like to start walking in our lives. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected. They objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well. So stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus. I love that. It was Jesus who had healed him. As we delve into this scripture, one of the first things that I notice about this and would even talk about is that nobody starts life down. Nobody starts off thinking, this is where I want to be. This man isn't thinking 38 years ago that in this present time, as we study the scripture, that he's going to be on a mat 38 years later. He's not going to be able to walk He's seen countless people who walk by him. He's seen miracles. He's seen all these things, but yet he's still on the mat. 
If we were to look back, I, I don't think this man 38 years before or prior would have thought he would be in that present state. He's not thinking that he would be in that moment, in that situation. Nobody thinks this is what I want for my life. You know, that sounds good. This is where I want to be. Maybe you're in a situation today and you say, I don't know how I got here, but this is where I am today. Nobody starts off thinking this is exactly how it will be. But now we find this man laying on a mat, and I don't know what your mat could look like today. But I know that life has mat moments. Moments that before you know it, before you realize it, you're counting yourself out. You're laying down. You aren't moving anymore. You're in a place you never thought you would be. There's a quote by Thomas Watson who says, Sin has the devil for its father, shame for its companion, and death for its wages. In other words, it starts with one thing, and before you know it, something else is produced. You started life one way, and now you ended up here in this moment. I want to talk about, in this moment, I want to talk about some of the dangers when it comes to staying on the mat. What are some of the dangers you and I can look out for in life? What are some of the things that we can be aware of and make sure that does not happen in our lives? One of the things that staying or staying or sitting or laying on the mat brings is what I would call wrong direction. Wrong direction that it's not just one choice that started this. It, it, was, it was many choices. It doesn't just, like I said, it doesn't just happen overnight. But you can start thinking, I'm going this direction. And before you know it, you're going in the wrong direction. Whereas once you were walking, once you were moving, now you are lying down essentially on God's plan, his best for your life. Nobody starts out thinking, I'm going to get stuck in my direction, where I'm heading in life. Nobody arrives at that saying, like, this is exactly what I want. Nobody thinks it could lead you to a place of being stuck in an addiction, a, a way of life, a moment of offense, a, a root of bitterness. Nobody thinks. They say, Pastor Josiah, I never thought I would be in this place, and now I have no direction, or I'm going in the wrong direction. One of the dangers of staying on the mat. I would say this to you today, that the enemy doesn't want you going. He doesn't want you to go in healthy directions. He doesn't want you to make healthy decisions. He, he doesn't want you to, to embrace God's best for your life. He doesn't want that for you. He wants you to choose wrong directions. He wants to mess with your internal GPS. He wants to mess with you to the point where you are going the opposite of what God has asked you to do. Wrong directions. The Bible talks about that 
He directs, God directs, he orchestrates the steps of the righteous. That if we are to trust him, that he will actually guide our steps. But on the flip side of that coin, when we are in a place where maybe we don't have that trust, maybe we don't have that faith, maybe we're in a dark moment, the enemy can slip in and before you know it, he's going to mess with your direction He's going to mess with where you're going. He's going to start showing you things like, hey, it'd be better to go there. Hey, the grass is greener there. Hey, that relationship over there is better. And before you know it, your direction is all kinds of messed up. Your directions. You know, he is a master. The enemy is a master at misguiding and redirecting people. I've seen it happen time and time again where, where someone starts out the, the right direction, they're on the right path, and before you know it, all these other side paths happen. The enemy entices them to go off on this path or this path. He's a master at misguiding and redirecting. And the danger is when you lay in a place long enough, things start to weaken. When you go down a path long enough, Things start to change. Your, your morals, your convictions, what you permit because you decided to change direction. You decided to change direction. The next thing is a danger that we can look out for is wrong thoughts. When you are on the mat in life, wrong thoughts can creep in. Wrong thoughts. Our, our thoughts are so important. That's why the Bible talks about take captive every thought. Take captive every single thought because God knows how powerful your thoughts are. That your thoughts help direct your life, the outcome. Your thoughts, and the danger is when you're on the mat, your thoughts can change on the mat. You were thinking one thing and now you're thinking another thing. You had high hopes, high expectations, and now you've lowered your expectations. You've lowered your hopes. You don't hope anymore. You only see and feel things from the mat. You only see and feel things from where you are currently laying in life. You say, Pastor Josiah, it's all I know because it's all I see. And the danger is when we start to think about that and it changes and warps our perspective. You can reach unhealthy conclusions from your mat thoughts. You can start to think and fall into the trap that nobody cares about me. Nobody sees what I'm going through. Nobody feels what I'm feeling right now. Nobody cares. I'm alone. I'm forgotten. This man felt that. You can start saying things like, if they just knew, and you can start allowing bitter thoughts to creep in. You can start changing the narrative of your mind to thinking that you would be better off without the church, better off without God's plan, better off with, you just start to think crazy thoughts when you're on the mat. The danger in being on the mat is you can reach unhealthy conclusions. Because you're seeing everything through that lens or perspective. 
You don't know what health is. You only know what your viewpoint is. You see everything from the angle of the mat. You know, I've met people that honestly have stayed on the mat for so long they cannot see anything past the mat. They can't look past the mat. They can't look past their own hurt. They can't look past their own inconvenience, their own struggles. All they see is the mat. It's all they know. They're they're used to the mat. It's all they feel. It's all they feel. Everything, every word that comes out of their mouth is mat talk. It would be coming from that perspective, that angle. How they trust or view other people will have to do with the mat they're on. And before you know it, like I said, the mat has defined the narrative of their thought life. How they think, how they perceive. Whereas once their thoughts were great, were healthy, and now their thoughts are thinking in unhealthy ways. Things, they're, they're thinking things that they never thought they would think before. That's the danger of being or staying on the mat. The next would be wrong relationships. We say that together today, wrong relationships. Relationships are so important in life. In fact, one of the most important things in life are your relationships. I've heard it said that the five people that you surround yourself with the most, that you will conform to those five people. It's important to surround yourself with the right people. Because get this, you see this, you actually see this in scripture that this man experiences eventually a miracle from Jesus. He says, get up and walk. And what happens? It's instantly discounted by people. The wrong people in your life will discount the miracle in your life. They don't want you to get off the mat Because when you are on your mat, it makes them feel better about their mat. When you are depressed, it makes them feel better about being depressed. When you are angry and resentful, it makes them feel better about being the same. Don't get up from the mat. Who who told you to do that? Who, Who told you to stand up and to pick up your mat and walk? Who would tell you such a thing? And we have people that we surround ourselves in life that maybe they're not saying that exactly, but they are saying something along that line. They're encouraging you. It's okay to feel the way you feel. They, they justify the mat. They justify where you are. And the danger is, is the mat can cause you, I want you guys to get this, the mat can cause you to lower your standards. Your standards, the people that surround you, the mat, like you start associating with everybody else, not people who are walking, not people who are moving. Notice this, that he actually says that, he says that those people, he said, some people just walk by me, they get in first. There's other people that are on mats. We see in the scripture, there's other sick people. And the danger is, is you can cause yourself to lower your standards. When it comes to your relationships, 
Again, the wrong people will discount the miracle in your life. They can't celebrate it. They can only despise or ridicule it. They're not going to get on board when you have a success in your life. They want everything to be even. Stay on the mat. It's more comfortable on the mat. And I just want to challenge some of you today that maybe you need to reassess your relationships. Maybe those people who have been justifying the mat that you're on today. The people who have been saying it's okay to stay there. And then year after year after year. And if you were to really assess today, you would see that they're dealing with their own mats. That they've been laying on their own mats. And in order for them to justify their mat, they want you to stay on yours. They want you to stay on your mat. You can also only associate with others who aren't, like I said, you, you associate with people who aren't getting off their own mats. You start to think the mat's good. It's okay. We're all on the mat. And before you know it, you've justified the mat. We're living the same life, the same day to day stuff. The next thing that could be wrong is, is wrong growth. We see that this man for 38 years was sick. 38 years. It's a long time. And we know that physically, if your legs are not moving, what happens? Well, they start to atrophy. They start to get weak. They start to decay. The muscles, they're not expanding anymore. They're not growing. They're not, they're not pushing anymore. His legs begin to atrophy and he couldn't walk. We see the opposite of growing is declining. You may say you're in a place where, again, I never thought, Pastor Josiah, that I would be declining. That I would have moments of, or places in my life that are atrophying, are, that are, are disintegrating. I, I never thought I would be in this place. I never thought that my, my marriage would be declining. Never thought that my business would be struggling. I never saw this happen, but before you know it, you spent enough time on the mat and you start to see atrophy. Growth, we see with growth that any growth in life always requires movement. And the enemy's job is to stop your growth. And one of the ways he does that is he wants to stop your movement. Stop moving. Stop growing. Stop seeking God. Stop, stop getting into his presence. Stop opening up his word. Stop getting around the right people. Just stop. Just stop. He wants to stop your growth. He wants to stop you from moving forward. And actually, the only movement he wants you to do is to move back. If any. But he wants to cause you to stop growing. Stop growing. As we get ready to come to a close today, one of the things I love about this scripture, this, this action call, Jesus asks in verse 6, would you like to get well? What a challenging statement or question that is. Would you like to get well? We could think in this moment when we read the scripture, of course this man would like to get well. 38 years, 
laying on a mat, other people getting healed, other people moving on with their lives. Of course he would like to get healed, but, but all the same, Jesus asked this question, would you like to get well? And notice this, his first response is this, I can't, sir. I can't. He has the opportunity. Jesus asks him, would you like to get well? And his first go-to response is, I can't. How many of us have done that, that we'd like to get well? We'd like to get better, but, but the enemy starts to creep in our minds and say, you can't. You can't. Other people may be saying that you can move on and you can grow and you can get past this, but, but you really can't. Have you not seen your past? Have you not seen the things you've gone through? Have you, do you understand? You can't. You can't move forward. You can't get up. This man responds, I can't. I would say this to you today and to myself. There will always be a reason why we can't. The enemy will always have a reason why we can't. He will always put something in your mind. This is why you can't. What will people think? What about the people that, that they may get frustrated because you're moving forward? What, what about the fallout? What about... And the question starts to take root in your mind that you really can't. You're better off to stay on the mat. There will always be a reason why we can't. He asks this, he says, would you like to get well? Would you like to get healthy? And I think the question that we can pose to ourselves today is this, are you ready because life is filled life is filled story side with are you ready questions life is filled with those questions are you truly ready yes i want the healing yes i want the miracles yes i want to move on but are you really ready today are you ready to move on are you ready to heal from that broken place in your life? Are you ready to forgive that person that you haven't forgiven yet and it's kept you on the mat? Are you truly ready? I think that's an important question to always ask ourselves is, are we ready? It's easy to want, but it's a lot harder to do. Jesus doesn't question, what I love this about this is Jesus doesn't question the, the crippling circumstance this man is under, but rather he confronts his want to. Do you want to? Do you really want to? The man could say, well, I, I want to, but 38 years, Jesus. Well, I want to, but... There's so many other people who are, who are getting it other than me. I, I, I want to, but, but people are going, going to start saying things. I, I want to. And Jesus doesn't confront his crippling circumstance. He confronts his heart. I would ask us today is, where is your heart? 
Where is your heart when it comes to the situation or the mat that maybe you're on? Where is your heart today? Because I believe this, change requires desperation. Desperation. And I think this too, that there's some people I have met in life, they want change. They want growth. They want healing. But sometimes they aren't desperate enough yet. They aren't willing enough. Their heart isn't desperate enough. Change requires desperation. So here was a great crowd of people. We see paralyzed, blind, lame, sick, all waiting for this water to be troubled so they could get in. And out of that crowd, Jesus picked one lone man. He did not empty the five porches, healing everybody. He did not invite them all to come down so that he might lay hands on them. He did nothing of the sort. He goes to one man and he asks the question, would you like to get well? Are you ready? He went to one man. Why? Because the readiness of your heart story side matters. Where your heart is matters. Because it's easy to say one thing, but, but out of the heart flows. What's in your heart matters. What God is doing in your heart. We see Jesus is not this. He's not intimidated by your past. He's moved by the readiness of your heart. A man 38 years 38 years, any doctor, any physician would look at this man and say, it's done, it's a lost cause, move on. We're going to other people. He's a lost cause. And Jesus looks at this man and just asks, are you ready? Are you willing to be healed? He confronts his heart. Jesus doesn't address his can't. He addresses what he can do. Because it's not about what you can do. Yes, your heart, get your heart ready. But it's more about what Jesus can do in your life. And if you would just embrace that today and understand that it's not as much about you and what you can do, but it's about being ready for what Jesus can do in your life today. Some of us need to get a hold of that today and understand that Jesus can do far more than we could ever ask or imagine. He could do so much more if you would allow him to and your heart would be willing and you would ask this, what, Pastor Josiah, what do I need to do today to make those steps? First off, here's what you can do. I would say stand up. That every situation in life requires an action step. Stand up. Make the initial choice that, hey, today, today I'm not staying on the mat any longer. And whatever I have to do, maybe it's one little step today in the right direction. I'm going to make a step. I'm going to stand up. I'm not staying any longer. It starts from the mind and then it goes from there. You see, some never get to standing up. Some never take that first step because they're already living in defeat on the map. So I would say to you, first off, stand up. Ask Jesus what it's going to take. I just want in this moment, Jesus, I want to stand up. Show me what that that action step is today. 
Show me what that will require today. Help me to stand up. Next, he says, pick up. Jesus said, pick up your mat. I would say this to us that sometimes we need to get rid of certain things. There's this mat and you can get used to the mat. This man laid on the mat. But I will pose this to you today that the mat wasn't something for him to keep forever. Yes, he picked it up, but it wasn't permanent. Yes, he picked it up, but he was moving forward. Some of you, you have mats in your life. You need to pick it up and then you need to dispose of the mat. You need to get rid of the mat. Whatever it takes, whatever decisions you have to make to pick up the mat. God's not just wanting you to get up. He's wanting you to get rid of the mat. Pick it up. Make drastic moves. Whatever it takes. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe you've been struggling in, in an area and God is saying, I need you to make drastic moves. I need you to pick up whatever that mat represents today and I need you to start moving. Pick it up and get rid of the mat. Pick it up in this moment and get rid of it. And next, the final challenge, he would say, Jesus said, walk. I love this so much because here's a fact. Here's a fact in life is Jesus will ask you to walk before he tells you where you are walking to. Jesus will ask you to walk. Sometimes you just need to start walking. Can we say that together today? I'm going to start walking. Sometimes you just need to start walking. I don't know what I'm walking to, but yet, God, I'm walking. I don't know, maybe it's my purpose, maybe it's my calling, maybe it's my destiny. I don't know what I'm walking to, but God, I'm going to start walking today. I'm going to start walking. I'm going to start walking in freedom today. I'm going to start walking in faith today. I'm going to start walking into my purpose, my calling, what you have for me today. I don't know. The big picture. I don't see every bend or turn, but I am going to start walking. One of the most amazing things when you're running a marathon or running a big race is you don't know every twist and turn. You don't know every bend, but, but you do know that eventually there is an end. You do know that there's a finish line somewhere. You do know that you're going to get past this. And I would just encourage you, story side, don't be consumed with what's around every corner. Just start walking. Just start running. Just start moving. Allow God to move in your life. Some of you, you defeated yourself before you even got started or off the mat. And you need to say, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to pick up and I'm going to start walking. I'm going to stand up today. Whatever that looks like, whatever that step is today, I'm going to pick up whatever God wants me to remove. I don't know if that's jealousy. I don't know if that's bitterness. Maybe it's a, it's a heart of unforgiveness. Whatever that looks like today, I'm going to take that up. And eventually along that route, I'm, I'm getting rid of the mat. And then I'm going, to, I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep moving. Romans 8 says this as we come to a close today. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ 
Jesus, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. In other words, God, if he is a savior of your life, he's going to lead you in the right direction. He's going to lead you down the right path because you belong to him. Maybe today you're thinking, I, I want to belong to Jesus. I want to have a relationship with him. Maybe you need to stand up today. Maybe that needs to be your decision today. Maybe you say, Pastor Josiah, I've had a relationship. You may even be like that man for 38 years. I've, I've known Christ. I've known about him. But I haven't truly followed him. Maybe that's you today. You need to stand up and make that decision. You may say, Pastor Josiah, I just need to get off this mat. I don't know what that mat is for you today, but I do know this, that Jesus is a miracle worker. And I know that Jesus has the power to get you off the mat, but he's asking, are you ready? Are you ready today? Jesus came to make your life right side up. That's, that's the whole purpose behind this story. Jesus came to earth to make your life right side up. And so often the enemy will try to cause everything to go in a downward spiral. But I just want to encourage you today. His purpose, his plan for you is that you live a right side up kind of life. And whatever it takes today, I would encourage you to make that decision. Because here's the thing. He's on the other side of the lowest moments. He's already made a way. He, he just needs you to say, yes, Jesus, you can, which means I can. Do you get that this, today? That yes, Jesus, you can. And because you can, I can. Because you can work miracles in my life, I can get off the mat today. I can move today. I can pick up my mat. I can start walking today. I can stand up with confidence today. Again, he's asking the question today, and I would pose it back to you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Not, not tomorrow, not the day after that or the day following that, but are you ready right now? Take up your bed. Get rid of it. Get rid of what you knew. Get rid of what was. Leave no room for a relapse. Take your mat too. I love that. He says, take your mat because I don't want you to go back to the mat. The mat is done. It's gone. Burn the bridges. Walk away from what isn't healthy for you. Jesus finally says to him at the end of this all as we come to a close. He says, you are well. In other words, you are whole. And I would say that is his desire for each and every one of us today is that you are well and you are whole. That's his desire for you is that you are made whole today. That you would make that decision to stand up, to pick up, and to walk. That you would let Jesus make things right side up again in your life. Again, I don't know what that mat is for you today, but I just want to tell you that Jesus is a miracle worker and Jesus can help you with your mat today. Don't underestimate what Jesus can do in your life. All you have to do is say, I'm willing and I'm ready. And go from there. So Father, I just even pray in this moment 
God, even as I feel your spirit, your presence in this room right now, I thank you for the people today that have made decisions to pick up, to move, to pick up their mat and start walking today, to walk in fullness, to walk in freedom, to walk in peace, to walk in joy, that their strength would be renewed today. Father, I pray for those people today. Those people even right now that may be second guessing, the enemy's trying to get in their thoughts and say, you can't get off the map, but I just pray that you would minister to them in the name of Jesus today. And that they would have a spiritual confidence to say, yes, I can get off the mat today. Yes, I can start moving today because you can, Jesus. Not because of me, but because of you. And Father, we embrace that today. As a church, we embrace that, God. We say whatever we need to do today to get up off of the mats of life, help us to be aware of that. Pinpoint those spots in our life that we need to move. That we need to get up. That we wouldn't be content with the mat any longer. We wouldn't be, it's, we wouldn't be comfortable with the mat. But that we would move forward. We would start walking today. I pray that over every person who's watching this in this moment. Help them to start walking today. Help us to walk in boldness and confidence today. And we will always give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, Storyside.